0: Robert alcoholic oh my gosh uh man this is uh a little nervous up here you know um like to welcome everyone that's new and everyone that took a chip tonight and a birthday like that's amazing um you know uh you know get this whole deal for me getting sober has been super uncomfortable you know and uh getting up here talking like it's, it's super uncomfortable, but this is what I've learned to do, you know, walk through this in sobriety, you know, out that outside there, that, that freaks me out, you know, and, and from a young age, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And, um, like I would, I was friends with all the different groups at high school because I couldn't be at one group for too long. And I needed to jump to this, to this, because I just didn't feel comfortable with me. And, um, you know, I remember when I started drinking, um, I got this attention, you know, people would say, oh, you're so crazy, Robert. And I was like, yes, like I'm going to be the best at crazy. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do, you know, and, and that's how I lived my life, you know, and I got attention for that. And, I, and it made me feel important or something. It made me feel like I fit in, you know, and um, You know, I know today that, that I'm an alcoholic and I'll always be an alcoholic, but it took me a long time to understand that. I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, so I'll fast forward. When I was, uh, 24 years old, I woke up on Christmas morning and my best friend had overdosed and, and he was dead and, uh, it was really hard on me. And I blamed myself for his death. And, uh, and I held that with me for a long time, you know, for a really long time. And, um, and I didn't wanna live. And I went into a really, really dark place in my life and um, a really, really low physical bottom. And, uh, and I wound up in jail eventually. And uh, and I got out of jail and immediately uh, there was someone that I was locked up with. They were driving down the street and they were like, hey, I, I was in my board shorts. They cut the strings out of my board shorts, no shoes. I'm just like walking down skid row, holding my board shorts up. And this guy pulls up, he's like, hey, what's up? Hop in the car. I'm like, all right, cool. I get a ride and, uh, hop in the car. And I, and immediately I'm doing the same exact stuff I did right before I went to jail. You know, I'm just drinking and drugging immediately again. And so that went on for a few weeks and, uh, and I wound up in my mom's house and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. So I checked myself into a sober living and, uh, and I had no idea that AA was part of this deal. Like I just needed to stop drugging and I needed to get a good job and I needed to get a hot chick and like my life would be good, you know? And, uh, and I show up to the Sober Living and AA is part of this deal. This this white van pulls up. I know it as the druggie buggy now, but uh, I'm like, tell the house manager, like I'm, I'm not going, like I'm not going to an AA meeting. He's like, you gotta go, you know? I'm like, okay. So I go to this meeting and I, and I get there and and everyone's talking about God, and and someone's reading, and someone's making coffee, and everyone's clapping for them. And I'm thinking, what what's going on here? You know, like I don't want any part of this. This is just not for me. You know, I just need to get a good job. I I need to control things, and and I'll and I'll manage my life, and I'll be okay. You know, and I stayed in this sober living for about three months, and I'm, and I'm drinking, and I'm passing drug tests, and, and I'm, I'm living this, this double life, and I'm taking dirty chips at meetings, and, uh, and obviously, once that was done, like, I went back out, and I thought to myself, you know, I know I'm a drug addict because of the trauma I went through. That's, that's what makes me a drug addict, you know, I went through all this trauma, and that's why life got really bad, so if I just go back out there, and I just drink, And I get a good job. I'll be able to control and manage my life, and everything will be okay. And I did. I I, I went out. I got my contractor's license, um, and and I'm and I'm living this life. And and I'm just drinking. And I'm controlling and managing it at first. And slowly and slowly and slowly, things are getting out of control. And you know, I'm just drinking all the time. I'm blacking out all the time. And that wasn't enough. It stopped working for me. So I went right back to the life that I used to have. And uh and I lived that life for another seven years, you know, another seven years until finally, you know, throughout my life, I'm this pleasure-seeking missile, you know, I'm, I'm seeking pleasure and I need more of it. And when I have more of it, I, I need more of it, more, more. And eventually what ended up happening with, with my drinking and drugging is that at the end, nothing brought me pleasure anymore and I was by myself and I had burned every bridge down and left. my family no longer spoke to me. Um, I hadn't, hadn't spoken to my sisters in like four years. No one knew if I was dead or alive. And, uh, and I just had, I had enough, you know? And so I reached out to, uh, I reached out to a friend and I said, uh, five minutes, thank you. Um, I said, I, I need help, you know? But I'm always trying to control and manage things like I it's so hard for me to admit that but it was one of the best things I ever did I said I need help I can't do this you know and uh and she actually reached out connected me with someone from AA and said hey if you want to get sober give this guy a call I said I don't know this guy like just gonna call this guy like if you want to get sober if you want to save your life give this guy a call and so I did I gave him a call And he dialed me into some meetings on the West side with the West side men's. And, um, and what ended up happening to me is I started getting by, you know, my sponsor now says in a, you can either get by or you can get better, you know, but I was just came in here and I was getting by and getting by looks a lot better than me crashing my car, driving drunk, sticking needles in my arm, whatever I'm doing, getting, getting by is a lot better than that. But I wasn't getting better I didn't want to get a sponsor I didn't want to work the steps I want to do it my way and I thought like oh just fellowship a ton I'll go to a ton of meetings and I'll be okay I'll stay sober that lasted for 13 months and I was going to one to two meetings a day I'm fellowshipping hanging out with a ton of people that are in the program and after 13 months, I went on a date with this girl and she said, we we're sitting down for dinner and she goes, I'm going to order a glass of wine. She goes, are you? I go, no, no, I'm not. She's like, you're not going to order a glass of wine? I'm like, no, I am. <laughs> no defense to that first week because I wasn't getting better. I didn't want to work the steps. I didn't want to check in with someone. I want to do it my way. I want to pick and choose and do it my way. I want to Control and manage. That's, that's what I do. And it, and it got really bad really quick for me. And I wasn't out long. And I became spiritually dead and just bankrupt quick. And I, and I reached out to this man that I really respect. He's got a, a ton of sobriety. And, uh, and I said, hey, Charlie, I relapsed. And he goes, oh, really? How do you feel? Not good. You know, I'm, I'm calling to ask if you'll sponsor me. I wanna do these steps that you guys talk about, you know? And he said, Robert, are you willing to go to any lengths? I said, I am. I'm willing to go to any lengths. I have put myself to the ringer. I've tried, I've, re- I'm, I'm, I've relapsed so many times, it's ridiculous. I've been in and out of this program since I'm 24, 25. Now I'm 36, it's, it's I mean, I'm done, I'm done, Charlie. Yes, I'm willing to go any lengths, you know? And he told me, he said, you know, Robert, this deal only works if you can get honest. He said, do you think you can do that? And I said, getting honest? Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, I think I can do that, you know? And he said, there's a difference between telling the truth and being honest. And I said, what, what do you mean, you know? And he said, telling the truth is just stating the facts. Being honest is being like true to your innermost self, to, to thine own self and true, right? And he told me this story about uh, a horse thief that, that I just, just blew my mind. There's this horse thief, and, and the horse thief is, is stealing horses from the village, and one day he decides that he's going to be truthful, and he tells the village, "Hey, I'm stealing your horses." That's, tell, that's telling the truth, stating the facts. The day that he stops stealing horses, that's the day he becomes honest. And he told me this little story, and it just like blew my mind, you know? And I started this journey on, on, you know, starting to get honest with myself. And I started this relationship with my sponsor because I don't know how to have relationships. I know, I know how to drink and drug and I know how to do that really well. One minute, okay, we'll get to it here. And uh, I know how to drink and drug really well, but I know how to have a relationship. So I started this relationship with my sponsor, which in return allowed me to start having a relationship with myself and I started to be able to have a relationship with a power greater than myself, that was difficult for me at first. I'm I'm not going to have enough time to get into that, but, um, and so I think a big part of this deal for me was learning how to have relationships, you know, and then, um, and in, you know, getting, learning how to become honest with myself, you know, I started waking up and like looking in the mirror in the morning and looking at myself, and I'm like, man, that's not you're not such a bad guy, you know, and when I started doing this work, I remember calling my sponsor, I'm like, Charlie, Charlie, like, fuck, like, I'm a horrible guy, and he's like, Robert, Robert, you're not a bad guy trying to become a good boy, you know, you're just really sick trying to get better, and that, that like, really helped me out, you know, and, and I'm like, there's something that's been happening to me in the last 11 months, and it's, I, the only way that I can explain it is a spiritual experience. And it sounds so lame. Like I'd hear you guys talk about this spiritual experience, you know, when I'd come in and out and I'd be like time and I'd be like, uh, you know, what kind of juice are you guys drinking? You know, (laughs) but but today, like I'm drinking this juice. There's something that's happening inside of me, you know, that I just can't explain. And I don't have all the money. I don't have the property and all that. Like but I have some inner peace and, and I have some self-love and, and what's happening to me is, is a complete miracle, you know, and I'm really passionate about this program and I really love this program. And uh, I hope I said something that resonated with you guys. Thanks for much.)